Hello, everybody. Friday, September 25th. Good morning, Mom and Dad. How are you two? Good, Derek. How are you? Good, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Glad we're doing this. This is episode four. And episode four that we have is all about inspections. Um, the most dangerous part of the real estate contract. So, so for starters, uh, walk me through and walk everybody who's listening through what an inspection is and why it's important. Our standard purchase agreement has a 10-day period for inspections in there. Uh, sometimes it is shortened down, but buyers generally will have up to a 10-day period. And the intent is to protect them from buying a lemon. A lemon. Okay, so what's a, so a lemon is just basically a, a home that's needs some work. You know, needs a lot of work. Needs a lot of work. Or, or yeah. has hidden defects that they can't see from walking through the property with their agent, you know, one or two times uh, in the course of a casual one or two hours. Okay. And it, it assumes that most buyers have just a, a layman's understanding of, of structural, roof, plumbing, HVAC components. And an inspection is designed to go into detail and look at all of those components and see what might be wrong with them. Cool. Okay. You know, another reason, too, is other than just buying a lemon, when people are purchasing a home, and especially right now where there are multiple offers and they may only have one chance to go through the home, it's also an opportunity for them to take a breath, go back through the home, and then realize this isn't at all what I thought that I was getting. So, yes, you don't want to buy a lemon, but there also may be some other things about the home that may not be a fit. Mm. So you can walk away from the transaction during that 10-day period and not necessarily um, have anything wrong with it. But most importantly, as Bob said, it's to keep you from buying a lemon. Makes sense. So it, it gives the buyer uh, a chance to really view a detailed report just of everything encompassing the home. Every single crevice and crack about what's going on in the home. And exactly. It, it, exactly. Uh, a certified home <coughs> inspector's job is to scare you silly uh, with what potentially might be wrong with the home because they note everything in their report from the health and safety issues that uh, we tend to focus on in a real estate transaction to all kinds of deferred maintenance mm. uh, on a property, all the the, the piddly stuff uh, mm. that is part of home ownership and you take care of on a day-to-day -day basis. Gotcha. Okay. So then uh, walk me through the process. What does that look like? Well... Once the purchase agreement is put in place and you've got a binding contract where both sides, buyer and seller, has signed it, you've got 10 days to have those inspections done. And the day after the contract is signed is day one of that 10-day period. Okay. And when you contact the inspector, you know, you also want to find out from them how much that they do. For instance, some inspectors, they won't look at a chimney. Some of them don't check appliances. So the buyer needs to line up a number of inspectors, contractors, or whatever to make sure everything in the house is covered. So then on the, the 10th day or the 5th day or whatever, once those inspections are done, the buyer decides at that time if they want to move forward with the house or if they've decided this isn't the house for me. Or okay. the third thing that they can decide is uh, there are certain issues I'd like to see the seller address uh, before closing. So I would like to ask the seller for either a price concession or some specific repairs. 
And once that happens uh, is where a real estate contract starts to get really, really dicey. And uh, dangerous. <clears throat> Understandably so. I'm, I'm sure you've both been through many situations where an inspection is you know, either blown up a contract. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. That can that can happen right there. Uh, so- sellers tend to generally not be aware of all the details uh, that an inspection report might show about their homes. So it tends to come as a splash of cold water on them mm. and, as, and as a big surprise. And generally, you know, there's a price tag with trying to correct each and every item. And at that point, once a uh, purchase agreement is in place, they may or may not be willing to do anything really yep. so so it's 10 days after the the contract is signed is, mm-hmm. is how much time you have right and the earlier you get it done in the process the better so we try to encourage our buyers to get it done you know by day three or four so they can think about the report for 24 48 hours and then decide what to do so so with that being said then uh who where do they go to find inspectors i mean is this something that they can just do themselves uh, do they have to hire a certified inspector? inspector? Well, um, we have a list of certified home inspectors that we have used for many, many years. They've been in the industry. They're not just deciding to, to dabble in it. Many of them you know, were builders, contractors. So the list that we have is um, pretty reputable. Okay. And, and absolutely. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't hire somebody. We tell our buyers it's the most important check that you're going to write other than for the house and making sure that you have confidence for the home. Right. So yes, you want to hire somebody that has seen it all and someone local. Um, I've had buyers in the past, so I'd like to bring my inspector over here from Detroit or Chicago. Mm. And I don't recommend that. You want someone here that understands, as we say, where the bones are buried. You know, there are some places in town that have higher radon. There are some places that have more of the propensity for termites right, or right. carpenter ants. So use an inspector that is engaged and knows the area. Makes sense. But at the same time, too, you don't have to hire a certified <clears throat> home inspector to do that. Uh, if you're comfortable uh, yourself going through the house, you can choose to do it just by yourself. Uh, if you've got aunts and uncles and brothers and in-laws who are her contractors and can look at uh, the electrical or the plumbing or the roof. You know, you can bring them in to take a look at the property for you. So th- there is no one way of how to, quote, unquote, inspect a house. I guess it just depends on the expertise of your circle. You know? Exactly. And, yeah. and, what, and what your comfort level is. Right. For sure. So so then you got 10 days to uh, complete the inspect- inspection process. Um, does... I mean, what's the turnaround time between reaching out to a certified inspector and then coming in and, you know, inspecting the home? Is that, does it take a couple days? Does it take a week? Well, you should, buyers should make that call to line up an inspector the day the contract falls into place. It may take two or three days to get an inspector to the property. And an inspection will take two and a half, three hours to completely go through a home. They generally turn those reports around right away and have it to you by the following morning. Okay. And buyers are always highly encouraged to be there with the inspector so they can see room by room uh, exactly what is going on. Right, right. Especially for first-time home buyers, because in addition to the inspector uh, researching the whole home, they'll also show that home buyer, here are things 
to do for maintenance-wise. Um, there, there's always questions about what's this, what's that, especially you get down into the basement. Oh, yeah. Homes out in the country, they haven't a clue, you know, what all those structures what's are What's going down on there. down here? Right. Right. So that's also another reason for the buyer to be there during the inspection. Yeah, it, it sounds like a great process just to inform the buyer about their home. You know, you learn more about the piece of property that you're buying. It, it is. And it's also good for future budgeting, too, because you get an idea yeah. of how long the roof is going to last. You get an idea, uh, you know, I may need to have a furnace replaced in three or four or five years. So it gives you an, a list of items that you need to start planning for in the future and, and budgeting for. Gotcha. Okay. Another important piece about timing, you had asked how soon should you reach out. Bob has said the sooner the better. The other reason for that is here in West Michigan, we have our fair share of radon. And radon is an odorless gas that comes mm. from a decomposition of rock. And there are certain parts of Grand Rapids that, you know, has a higher likelihood of having that. And it takes 48 hours for that test to come back. Okay. So if you pick to do your inspections on day nine and they drop off that radon monitor. Too late. Day 11 comes and it's high with dangerous levels, it's too late to ask that seller right? Okay. to address that. And that is a safety concern that usually a seller will take care of because if the buyer decides to walk away because the seller doesn't want to, the seller can't put that house back on the market. They've got to change their seller's disclosure statement to know, I now have an environmental issue with my home. Right, right. So at the end of the day, time is of the <clears throat> essence. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay, I'm, you two have been through many, many, uh, you know, purchases of homes and you, you've, you've, you've thousands, you've guided many, many people through, through buying homes. Um, in your experience, what, what has been the most dangerous part of the inspection process? What, what have you seen come back that has given buyers cold feet? Mold. Mold. <laughs> Mold is probably the, the number one thing that, that scares people because then you have to bring in uh, another vendor to identify what kind of mold and what the cost of remediation is. Okay. And that adds time to the process right there. And, and it's just something uh, that scares buyers. It's an environmental con- condition that they don't know if remediation of the, the ceiling in the, in the bathroom or above a bedroom, for example, uh, will contain it for the entire house. Right, right. Okay. And speaking of mold, depending upon where the mold is. Now, if it's in the attic, it's not that hard to figure out, okay, what, what was the source? Mold needs moisture to live. So either there are you know baffles in the vents or there's a roof leak. Once you identify it, figure it out, then it can be corrected. Mold coming in the basement from the foundation that's a little scarier mm. uh, because, you know, where is it coming in and how, how do you figure out to remediate it? Or, you know, let's say that's remediated, but no seller is going to guarantee, uh, you know, I promise there'll never be mold coming back in. Is it hard to remediate? Is it expensive? can be expensive. It's not yeah. necessarily hard. Uh, it's a step-by-step process. And there is a cost involved. And as you, anything in inspections, if it's a surprise to the seller, it's dollars they may not necessarily be willing to spend. That makes sense. Yeah. So other than mold, what else have you guys seen? Well, I would say the other dangerous part of the inspection <clears throat> is when a buyer decides to ask us to write an addendum to have the seller correct something. And that act in itself allows the seller to terminate the contract. So that that actually leads into my next question then. Uh, What 
So if you're buying a piece of property and you go through inspections and you get the report back, generally you get this list and is it reasonable to ask the seller to make repairs? Like what, what repairs are reasonable to ask for? It, it all depends on the circumstances of, of the contract. If you bought the home in a multiple offer situation, you, you may have zero ability to ask for any kind of repairs yeah. uh, because the seller might be sitting on a backup offer. Uh, and, and they're just waiting for you to ask for something to terminate your contract to get mm-hmm. to the other contract, uh, which might be better. And that's why from an agent perspective, we always try to have a verbal discussion with the listing agent first about what is or is not possible. So tougher to do in this competitive market oh, right now, very, asking very for repairs. Much. Yeah, very, very much. Yeah. We counsel our buyers, <clears throat> even if you ask for something, there is no guarantee that mm. the seller will grant it. So unless you are prepared for whatever you write in that addendum or ask us to write, you're prepared for the possibility of the seller terminating that contract and that's the only time a seller can terminate a contract is if the buyer asks for something in repairs then you take that risk and nine times out of ten the buyer will oh, you know i don't care about the gfi outlets enough to ask right. an addendum but i've had other buyers say no this is important to me and if they decide that they won't address it and they terminate it then i'm at peace with that so this sounds like a uh you know, another reason why the guidance and expertise of a realtor are extremely important in mm-hmm. the process of purchasing a home. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've seen contracts terminated because the buyer was adamant about asking for a $300 gutter extension. And the seller then used that as a tool to dissolve the contract, really? walk away, and take a backup offer. So, Just a little thing like that, huh? a- Absolutely. Happens and all the time? It, it doesn't happen all the time, but it can't. Right. Yeah, anytime that you ask for a repair, you're opening the contract, and it, it's fraught with difficulty. Wow. Okay. In addition to that... We do have conversations with the listing agent. Do you have backup offers? Do you know of anyone else that wants the home? But that can be dangerous because I've had it happen to me where the listing agent wasn't even aware of a backup offer. The seller had a buddy sitting next to him in his office Mm. and said, hey, Jim, did you sell your house? Yeah, I've got an offer. Well, let me know if anything happens. I'd like to write an offer on it without the listing agent knowing. So we thought we were safe writing an addendum for repairs, and then the listing agent, and we were all surprised. What can go wrong will go wrong. You bet. (laughs) Yeah, especially in real estate. (laughs) Yeah, you bet. So more often than not, uh, let's say the market is not insanely competitive like it's been the last three, four, or five years, right? It's it's not like this. Um, What happens normally if you would ask for repairs? Would the seller be more willing to do them? Usually in a normal market where where it's balanced between supply and demand, there is room to ask for some repairs, two to five hundred, maybe a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred dollars worth of items. And again, we try to concentrate on health and safety items. Of course. Not not all the Mickey Mouse uh, deferred maintenance things. Sure. That don't just are part and parcel of owning a home. Yeah. Okay. So given how competitive the market is with bidding wars, because we know that that's just uh, the norm right now with any house that's put on the market, uh, can you even ask for repairs? Are most people even asking for them at all right now? Not really. Um, Really? In multiple offer situations for those bread and butter homes, you know, 25, 250,000 and under, they don't. 
because they they realize that there normally is a backup offer, right? And it's they just buy it. It is. I've had some of my buyers come in with family members during the showings and do their own inspections. Mm-hmm. Some of them have even waived inspections during the contract and, or and when writing the offer. Helps give them a competitive edge. Absolutely, we don't recommend it, especially for first-time home buyers, because that inspection is so critical. But if they want a competitive edge and being selected. They don't have a cash offer, and they've got the normal twenty percent down. That next element of of negotiations or leverage is really critical. Right. But again, we you better be ready when you go through. Have someone looking in the electrical box. Can't have anybody going up into the attic during a showing. Of course. But it does help them put in a position to be in the number one or perhaps number two spot. Okay. Any closing thoughts on inspections, guys? The only final thought would be uh, all inspections fall to the buyer except for well and septic, which is a seller's responsibility uh, in in the purchase agreement. And um, if a buyer wants to have additional inspections, like Lisa mentioned early on here, Uh, For example, chimneys. They may want to hire a chimney sweep to come through, check it out, sweep it at the same time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those are add-ons. Inspections can cost you four to five hundred bucks. You can spend six to seven by the time you add in pest and termite and radon and everything else. Gotcha. Again, the idea is to prevent from buying a lemon. Right. (laughs) Starting and closing with the lemon. I like it. it. (laughs) You bet. Okay. Well. That just about wraps up episode four. Uh, Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek.